Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Incompatible Podcast. Uh, today, we talk about a lot of things. Um, we talk about the Iranian protests that have been going on lately. Um, we talk about the dilemma for how to raise our kids as Muslim Americans. And the guest we have on today, his name is Hassan Abdul Seder. Um, he brings a unique perspective. He talks about assimilating as an American in a Middle Eastern country. Stay tuned. What was that? Was that gum? I think so. Did you just tear a piece of this newspaper off? The- yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with you, man? What, man? Just leave the trash around the place. <laughs> oh, you recorded now. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> he already does this shit. <laughs> I like to have fun. Very cool. Well, I guess we're going to get started now. Welcome back to the Incompatible Podcast. So, Happy New Year's, everyone. It's uh, it's it's 2018 now, guys. 2018, man. And this New is the first year. episode of 2018. Season 2 of the podcast. Is it season 2? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> How many episodes was season 1? Um, not that many. <laughs> <laughs> it was about 11. I think it's a good place. 11, to, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a new year and we have a new podcast. We have new branding, new imaging coming out. New branding, up. yeah. Yeah. So joining us today, well, you have myself, I mean Rizvi, along with Your man of many names. It's Mamad. Mamad. <laughs> Sayed Abuzagar. <laughs> and we have our special guest here. Um, he happens to be my roommate as well. Mm. Uh, one of our good friends since high school. Kind of high school. You were in high school. school. I was in high school. Uh, Mr. Hassan. Oh, Hassan Abdul Sayed. Just introduce him, bro. Okay. Fuck. I, so, <laughs> I forgot to ask this. I was like, do you want your full name? Do you want only half your name? Oh, do you no. care? Don't care. He doesn't give Hassan a shit Abdul about Sayed. anything, which is why he's here. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh you fucking bail on the table. Right when I tell this guy, don't bail on the table, he goes, bah. Yeah, but this is... I know. It's so, okay. I know. It's okay. At this point, <laughs> at this point hey man, we're I can't in your, myself. We're in your house as you rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, I was actually very interested into why you wanted to come on this podcast. Honestly, mostly me. to find out why the guys keep talking about the podcast. <laughs> I've only listened to tidbits, mostly. Uh, I just, tidbits? I don't do podcasts. I get, with most, I just get kind of bored. No matter who's talking. Bill Burr, sometimes I listen to his, but... Yeah. It's usually like those small like. Bill Burr does clips. a good job. Bill Burr, like he's kind of he's kind of like you in a way. Mm. Like he would just fucking he'll take a position that's really, um, what's the word controversial, mm-hmm. and he'll just go about that for like thirty minutes, like devil's advocate oh, wow. kind of stuff. Kind of, yeah. Oh, very. He cool. talks a lot of shit. <laughs> but the thing is, like with his podcast, like it's just him. Yeah. You know, it's just him talking like to the wall. That's yeah. true. I've, I've heard a couple like solo podcasts and it's very interesting. It is because they're just going off. It's like on, a tangent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it's I don't get it. I don't know how I would do this if I didn't have someone to play off of because you also know if your jokes land, it would yeah. just say makes any sense. It's like, hey, guy, dude, that's that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's nice to have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, hey, man, thanks for coming. Hopefully now you'll start listening to it. 
I'll definitely listen to this one. Yeah. Really, you know, it, it's actually funny because that's actually been the opposite. Every one of our friends who has been on this show and you tell them to listen to it, they're like, I can't. It's oh. just weird. It's weird listening to yourself. Yeah, it's it really weird. Is. It really is. Like when you guys good. like try to play on the TV when we're around and I get like, I turn all red. You, you're gonna, you're gonna understand why. Yeah, no, I get it. I've, I've, because me and my cousin, Esco, uh, we used to, we used to just record anything. Just usually just like, okay, honestly, the sounds of our shits. <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of your shits? Like we're recording. No video, no picture, just whatever the noise is, what just audio, fuck? pure audio. And Man, then, what is up with you guys? It's him. He asks it of it. He asks it of us. Yeah. And then like, we just oblige. Oh, what the fuck? But he never sent back because we never asked. <laughs> you have to ask for it. It's strange, man. Oh. It's because people like Esco's a really smart guy. I've met him. Yeah. Like he's on a different level of intelligence, you know. But like he just does stupid shit. It's uh, he finds humor in uh, the simple things. It's, it's almost uh, like, you know, I want to say childish, but I guess more of the innocence of a child than childish. Mm. I guess when, when in terms of like a sense of humor, he likes farts. You know, throw up. Like, it's disgusting. Like, yeah. disgusting little boy stuff. Uh-huh, on the potty humor. Yeah. yeah. So, he's, he's big on that. He used to make songs with the sounds of those fart shits and farts <laughs> and stuff. Like, he was just incorporated into a song. What the hell? <laughs> well, thanks for giving us a little, uh, a little bit of background on you. Yeah. Which is yeah. actually nothing. Like, tell us about yourself. Tell us. Oh, okay. Your background. Because, as you know, we like to bring a colorful cast onto the show and give our perspectives as being yeah, you know, tell us about Middle Eastern or whatever, <laughs> living in America and what that's like. Way to put them on the Cause, spot. Because okay. every, well, everyone has a different experience, different perspectives. And I feel like that's what I really want to do on the show because hearing it from us is one thing, you know, but that's yeah. why we like to bring our friends along that come from similar yeah. but yet different backgrounds. I mean, what, what I think is different about Hassan is that he's, he was born in, in the States. Were you? Yeah. Born okay, I can't tell because you've gone he's back and forth. He's your fucking roommate and you don't know shit. No, 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 because he's gone back and forth a lot. And that's why I'll, that's I'll why That's sure. what I'm bringing up because yeah. he's, he's lived here up, to, up, up until what age? Uh, there, besides two years in Lebanon, I here my entire life. Yeah, but, but yeah. you still moved there and assimilated and you came back. Shh, assimilated. Partially. For the most part. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We lived there long enough where I had to. And also, the thing is, when we moved back, it was kind of sudden. I only knew like three months before it happened. Wow. Whereas the, your family's going to give you a surprise, huh? Guess what? Exactly. <laughs> like, it kind of was sprung on us. So, like, wow. it's not like I knew, like, a year ahead of time. So, I didn't have to try. I was still actually in the middle of trying to get used to things. Once my dad told me that, my grades, everything. Because you didn't hear shit. I just, just fucking tanked. Yeah. And I used to, I used to do okay. Mm. Like, um, it, you know, it was really hard for Americans to jump into the, at least typically, takes a little while for Americans to jump into the Lebanese education system because it's tougher out there. Mm. And dude, I have, like they give Saturday detentions. I'd never experienced that in my life. Saturday Oof. detentions? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you come on a Saturday and it's the worst. Wait, were Fridays off? Never. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. unless it was... Something. Wait, so is it Monday through Friday? Like, that's like the work day for... Yeah, yeah that was like... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the... I know some places go like Tuesday to Saturday or something like that. No, like, I think Iran is um, from Saturday to Thursday. Oh. And then Friday is the only day off. Oh. So like Thursday night is like our Friday night. They don't, no two-day weekends? No. Whoa. One day. But the thing is because every other fucking day is a holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know how it is in Iran? Because like every other day, okay, um, it's uh, Imam Ali's birthday, everyone's off. 
And then like the week after that, oh, it's Imam Ali, he died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, it's every other day. I shit you not, dude. Like every weekend is, yeah. is like a holiday. Not like a ho- It's not just holidays. It's like sad days too. I'm, I'm, I'm like... Days of mourning. Yeah, days of mourning. There you go. Yeah. Like, um, America doesn't have that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. There are way more holidays. Yeah, way there. more. You guys have been around the long, like, one of the longest existing civilizations, right? I mean, Iran. I mean, you know, we want to brag, but yeah, they've been around for a while. I mean, Mesopotamia. So yeah, the whole like, area. That's I mean. like Iraq and Iran, I guess. And I feel like hasn't Iran like historically kind of kept it's like, existing? That. Like it's yeah. always kind of like at least it's been around for a very very long time. With like. Yeah. You know, it's gotten bigger and smaller, but it's always been around. Yeah, especially because of how large it expanded, too. Mm-hmm. It was a whole empire at one point, mm, and then yeah. it just, like, slowly over time, like, shrunk down. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's always been there, and, it, and um, <laughs> we very prideful of that, that's for sure. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's weird how, like, some people are still so prideful of the Persian Empire. Like, you can see that like, it's in their blood, mm. you know? Like, um, I went to, where was it? I went to Shiraz to go see uh, what's the what's the Persian word for press police? Uh, Pars. No, I'm sorry, the English word. Oh, it is Persopolis. Persopolis. That's yeah. like uh, the palace of what the first it? king of mm-hmm. Iran, uh, Cyrus. Big tourist attraction. So I, I was there, and the and the tourist guide. This guy was like super passionate about the history and stuff. And like, he pulled me aside because I was the only American. He was yeah. talking to me in English. Were you wearing that tank top? No. <laughs> Bro, you <laughs> an American flag with a tank top. He would get way. destroyed in Iran if he was wearing that tank top. You can't wear tank tops in Iran, dude. Oh, oh. You can't even wear shorts. It's a big no-no. Yeah. You can't show any legs. Not even man legs. No, no imagine I walk out with the American flag. Didn't they get rid of that rule? Or was that just, or is that just the hijab specifically? Mm, or is uh, that not even true? Okay, no. They were letting up on it. Apparently, but like not the way people thought. Okay. okay. Yeah, at least that's what I've heard. Because mm. I for sure know if you still go to Iran, like there's no way you, you can walk around with that hijab. At least not right now. Yeah. That's not Something needs to be on your head. You know, it could be falling <laughs> off, but if it's on it, yeah, it's No, they have good. convertible hijabs. Like, honestly, I see so many. <laughs> I, I kid you not. They're just. <laughs> <very clear. laughs> yeah, it's like literally it goes back to like the back of their heads, so, like so, like very often. Well, like, and all the women get their bangs done. Uh-huh. So it's just hanging the out. The bang thing I've done. I've seen the bang yeah. thing. Yeah. You've done it? Uh, no, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was telling a story here. Tourist, tourist, yeah. Tour guide. So he was talking to me in in, in English, and he was telling me like how much regret he has that like Iran went from such a a powerful empire to to the current regime, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. he like he was actually he was telling me he's so regretful. Like he, he he can feel the regret. Like it was his fault. Yeah, like, he, like you can see in his eyes, like he's tearing up as he's saying this. Oh. I'm like, holy shit, dude! You like you're 25 years old. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, this, oh. guy, this guy was my age. Well, he wasn't you know? even there during the revolution. Yeah, not even. <laughs> okay, he's, he's like he's in our generation. Very interesting. It's very strange. Um, yeah, it's interesting you bring up that with all the protests happening recently. That's right. Iran's going went through a lot of protests. It currently still is. I think. I think it's I shut think? down for the most part. Mo- a lot of it's been shut down. Yeah, see, that's and that's one of the reasons why I asked, like, specifically about what exactly happened to Hijab, because I've heard nothing but mixed news. Yeah. You know, some people will say Iran's going to complete shit, the other, it's no, everything's great, this is democracy, yeah. and it's like, it's probably somewhere closer to you the know, middle. Have you have you heard of FUD, or F-U-D? Mm-hmm. It's like, use of detail? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Did you just no, make that up? No, no, no. It's a it's real fun. thing. No, no. It's called fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, I think you'll remember this because I always forget what the U stands for. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's pretty much like it, it's really hard to hear news about Iran, especially from American news sites, just because there's obviously a strong bias against Iran. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, um, like. There, there are so many things on social media right now where people are posting like, oh, this is what's happening in the protests, and they're showing pictures, and the pictures aren't really of the protests, right? And like people are getting wise to it, and it, this kind of happens all the time, mm-hmm. just because whenever there's like a small little like opportunity, you know, especially U.S. media and the U.S. government does whatever it can to, you know, get in on that moment and to try to exacerbate it as much as they can. It, it happens all the time. It happened during the Green Movement, and it's happening again now. But, like, if you go talk to any of our relatives in Iran, they're always like, what, what protests are you talking about, yeah. you know? Because Iran is still a big country. And, yeah, like, these protests are... We're hearing it here because that's what they want us to know about. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to hear about any other news that happens in Iran because they're just like, oh, all we know is that they're oppressed and they have protests all the time. That country is going to have a revolution. But that's not true. It's, mm-hmm. it's like here hearing about, like, the Charlottesville protests or when Trump got elected and all those protests happening in all those cities. It wasn't like we were going to impeach Trump, you know? Mm-hmm. I bet all those other countries are also saying, like... Trump is, you know, destroying the country and the whole country wants him out. And this is the time America is not a superpower anymore. This is kind of par for the course, I feel like. And Iran gets the same treatment, you know. Um, But I think it's really funny how, like, Trump has, like, given his, you know, best wishes or whatever to the people of Iran who are Mm -hmm. undergoing these protests. Because, you know, they all don't like him, (laughs) you know. And it's really tough to be in a place where you're like... Man, are we on the right side here? <laughs> when, when Trump is on our side, like that's just the thought. <laughs> like I feel like Trump is still playing that whole trying to confuse people, like make Iran think is gonna collapse. Like mm. basically, I, him saying wishing them luck, I think is more for the American people than it is for the Iranians. He's trying to play it off like I support them because they're trying to overthrow their government. Like, right. and so people yeah. here think, wow, what a god. I mean, the thing is, he had this tweet that he's like, you know, people want change, they mm-hmm. want economic stability, they want all stuff. But the thing is, is that I keep on remembering the fact that we have sanctions in Iran that really mess up our economy. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people just, that's it, why there's so much difficulty in Iran and trying to be successful. That's what the protests a, were about, man. Right. The protests yeah. were because of the economy's fucked up. Yeah. And so people, apparently, people can't yeah. even eat, man. man yeah, the price of food skyrocketed. That's when the protests first started. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into this whole, like, down with the government. Bro, yeah. like, Bro protest. each egg is a dollar. Wow. One U.S. dollar. One egg. Yeah, and people don't get paid in dollars. Right. <laughs> right. One that's fucking nice. egg, bro. Yeah. That's, that's um, <laughs> but again, uh, Iran has heavy sanctions because of America and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. So it's like, what are they going to, like... How, it's just funny how the American government says, like, you know, they want stability, they want change. And it's like, well, then take off the sanctions. And they're like, no. <laughs> like, that's, you know... It's yeah. a difficult situation, and it seems like they always do this kind of stuff. So. The U.S. plays the game the best. <laughs> Nobody knows how to play. They do, game. but yet Iran has <laughs> Iran has somehow survived years of sanctions, and they're yeah. not going to let them off. Yeah, they're just not. It's like if they could survive like this with sanctions, what's it going to be like without sanctions? You know. Mm. Persian Empire too. And so, for example, that guy who's twenty five, I can see why he's like regretful. Because like maybe if we weren't the Islamic Republic of Iran, maybe we'd have all these connections to the rest of the world, and mm. all these businesses would be in Iran, and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, like you, there's a reason why Iran takes the stance it does. It doesn't like how America, you know, plays in the area, yeah. you know, which is. I mean, it's not so great, I guess. Yeah, I. I mean, they have yeah. no re. I mean. 
it's their right to refuse. So yeah. right. Um, so anyway, I just I just wish like people had the chance to visit Iran. But again, because things are so like you know iffy, like everyone's wondering like, oh, we're not going to bring in all these Americans because they might be spies among them, right? But I really wish more Americans could visit Iran because I think Iran's a really cool place, and I think a lot of Americans would actually like Iran a lot. Um, so you know, that's what I think at least. You get a lot more perspective because no one knows what happens there. You don't, mm-hmm. man. You don't I would not survive in Iran though. Yeah. Like I, I would hate living there. No, it's nice to visit. <laughs> it's nice to visit for like, like one week. Bro, th- these eggs that are a dollar, I can't survive. <laughs> no protein. I, no bro, protein. I, I, I eat eggs every fucking day. Yeah, I'm just thinking about how each egg that I'm eating is a dollar. It's just killing me. Like, what the fuck are these chickens doing, man? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him this morning. He doesn't, because he doesn't eat eggs. He doesn't eat eggs. I got a weird, it's one of those. You just don't like the taste? I just, yeah, especially for breakfast. Like, I just hate, like, sunny side and... Just mix it up. Even scrambled, I'm like, I have to struggle to eat scrambled eggs. Damn, struggle. Really? I have to add, like, cheese and salt. Like, cheese? I, and all this other this stuff. This has cheese. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta add anything else to it to, like, mask the flavor. Because, I don't know, I'm just not a... Like, mm. I like it when it's, like, in, st- in like, you know, like, shrimp fried rice. So, you know, oh. like, the fried rice when they have when the you can't egg taste egg. it at all. You can't taste <laughs> it at all. But it's good. It, you know, it's it's not bad. Ugh. But I just, I can't do it. I mean, I, I was like that when I was a kid. Mm. I hated eggs with a passion. Until I found out they had protein, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shit, let's let's get all the let's get all the, all the eggs," and it just grew on me. Huh? Yeah. Did it happen around the time where you started to exercise and take it more seriously? Yeah, like around yeah. like okay. 15, 16. <laughs> that makes like that. sense. Damn, dude, you've been working out since you're 15, 16. It's been ten years now. Whoa. It's been ten years. I've been working out. That's crazy. Now, where do you get the discipline for that? Because a lot of people try working out. Mental, baby. Talking about New Year's and how people have New Year's resolutions. Uh-huh. The gyms are always packed the next day. I know when I go back to school that the school gyms are going to be packed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but true. where do you get the discipline to keep going? And, like, to keep going, because a lot of people sometimes don't see results, you know? Mm. Even after they go for, like, months, two months. They're like, you know what? I'm just in pain all the time. I mean... It's hard to go back all the way to the beginning. <laughs> but for me, working out was just getting away from, like, real life. Mm. I wasn't going for the muscle. I wasn't going for the cardio or anything. I was just going to get away <laughs> from, like, the house or get away from, like, this and that. So I was just hanging out at the gym. So I, I would be there for hours. And I just learn everything, you know, and just keep doing it. And, like, yeah. once you're in, like, the zone... You're playing like the heavy metal or whatever you want, and you just keep going until it burns like fucking hell, and you just keep fucking pushing it. You know, that's right. it. You just gotta keep pushing until the lactate will burn through your fucking muscle fibers. Wow, that's it, man. That's that's hardcore, man. You just that's gotta nice. keep you gotta keep hitting it. I couldn't hang. That's Not it. consistently. I mean, especially like I go through spurts a mm-hmm. lot. Both of them just staying active, that's really what's important to me. I'm not, I'm never gonna get a six pack. Like, here. I mean, six packs are overrated, dude. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Okay, Mr. Six Pack. Yeah, <laughs> overrated. Six, just don't bro, do it. But I'm never like, get close. Like, uh, this probably is like close as I'll get. Bro, like, having a six pack all year round is torture. Because the moment you eat a bagel, it's all gone to shit. Specifically, that's what you measure. Bro, it's so hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need to stop eating bagels. Wow. I actually had a bagel today, first time in weeks. <laughs> there was one at my parents' house. I just took it. <laughs> I mean, as long as you eat the bagel early in the morning. Oh, no. You know. Smack dab in the middle of the afternoon. Smack dab. 
Yeah, but I hadn't had anything. Only had okay. So yeah, I had those eggs in the morning, mm-hmm. and that bagel, and then <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You're working your way. You're yeah. working your way to the six pack. This is definitely an off week. I haven't gone to the gym because I've been so busy. I had you know yeah. the game I was at yesterday. Traveling a lot. Like we're going to Seattle tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I've just I've had no time and also it's the holidays which I can understand yeah that, like, that's Monday holidays really mess things up yeah Monday uh, there was no way I was doing on anything a, on <laughs> a habitual level so let's talk about the let's talk about 2017 because I want to because we never really had a chance to look back at the year and to talk about the things that we liked about it the things that we didn't like about it okay I'll say one thing. The one thing I love about 2017 is we started the podcast. Oh, yes, man. <laughs> That's the one. I got, I got one. I got one thing. Overall, though, 2017 has been an iffy year. What do you think? For me, it's just been fucking preparation. Oh, that's right. Preparation. I remember we talked about this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were doing the MCAT, right? Yeah, it was just getting ready for graduation and the MCAT, and then like. Oh yeah, and you graduated. Yeah, that's pretty good. So just I'm pretty much I'm just preparing for everything. 2017. Sure. Now 2018. Now is to implement. Mm. Let's see if we can do it. My my twenty seventeen not as good as twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, I feel like I peaked in life. As of, <laughs> as, of, as of right now, twenty sixteen is just in terms of work, socially, relationship wise, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sexually, there we go. <laughs> that's how I put it. Twenty sixteen was just like Top notch. <laughs> top, top drawer. Notch. Top, top drawer. drawer. <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, uh, yeah, so anything compared to 2016 is going to be bad. But 2017 mm. in particular was bad because lots of stress. Mm. Lots of stress from work. Uh, yeah. Especially the beginning half. And then that beginning half stress had so much residual stress into the rest of the year. But it did get better. Mm. So, but yeah, 2017 was just mostly because of work. Socially, it was about the same. Mm. I didn't go to as many music festivals and concerts, which I'm like very avid of doing, but I've skipped out on a lot of things this year or last year. Mm. And this year seems about the same, but more because I'm doing more traveling now and things seem to have picked up. Hopefully we'll see the first half of this year. But yeah, 2017, uh, I want to forget it very quickly. (laughs) Me too, man. Yeah. So what are your guys' resolutions then for this new year? My resolution... I know you, you want to implement, right? My resolution is very simple. I got two things. Mm. Wake up at 6 a.m. no matter what. Wow. That's both. No matter what. <laughs> Even if I go fucking out and I, w- and I come home at 5, I'm going to be up at 6. And then you're going to nap at 12. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, uh, I, I've been up since 6, since the beginning of this year. I haven't slept. The beginning of this year. <laughs> 6 a.m. 2018. That was it. Actually, not January 1st. January 2nd. Because January 1st was a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad day. Right. But since January 2nd, I've been up since 6. But today, I really wanted to nap. But I didn't. Good so, job. So I'm still here. Which is why I want to do the podcast, man. Like, I'm, I'm falling asleep right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well... Yeah. But yeah, and then okay. number two is just show up. Because that's half the battle. That's that's 90% of the battle. Whoa, okay, bump just, it up. Just show up. That's <laughs> Interesting. it. That's good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, the show up thing, I can definitely relate to in the sense that I guess we're also being kind of like um, take risks. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. I don't take enough risks, man. I agree mm. with you on that. That's something I've been thinking about a lot the last, honestly, years. Since the stress started, <laughs> the, the idea of risk came up. In my head, at least, and um, it's not mine. yeah, that's well, your phone. 
What happened to Do Not Disturb, motherfucker? <laughs> I turned it on. I swear. Airplane mode. Okay. This way, emergency. <laughs> anyway. What are you saying? Um, shit, what was I saying? You want to take risks? Yeah, risks. Uh, like, I really need to figure out something soon to, like, invest in personally mm-hmm. and put yeah. my time into. Bitcoin. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> Bitcoin. A legitimate business. Oh, my I God. Fuck Bitcoin. doing something else. <laughs> like, cryptocurrency, yeah. Like, may, I'll probably get into that soon, but... Mostly, I'm talking about a legitimate business, you know. Right. So, Very cool. I don't know. We'll see how things go. How about Amien? None. All right. Next. Next topic. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no resolutions, yeah. man. No, I do. No, definitely. Um, uh, this year especially. Um, one, I'm I'm trying to get a job, mm-hmm. but I know that for the last few years I've been very indecisive. Um, especially through all of college and figure out what I want to do and all that stuff. I feel so, you, bro. My first goal is to one, be more decisive on things. Don't be so mm-hmm. wishy-washy. I feel mm-hmm. like that's one thing I need to improve on myself. Um, just, I mean, showing up's part of it and taking risks mm-hmm. and all that is great. But uh, I really just need to like settle and like figure my stuff out and whatever I do, do it to like, do it to the maximum, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I always stop short. You know, it's like it's hard before. to do things at the max yeah. when you have a lot of things going on. Right. That's what I realized. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's like filtering out all the things that I don't need and just focusing. Because like I feel like this year especially is going to be a huge year, like as far as like where my life might go. Yeah. Um. So I feel like a lot of it is just having that hyper laser focus, right? And just you know, overall, just being a better person and all that stuff. I think from a religious aspect, I want to be better in that in that mm, way as well. Explain, elaborate. Uh, how much yeah. better can you get, motherfucker? No, well, I mean, no. <laughs> Honestly, I make mistakes. That's the thing. Like, what mistakes do you make? And here's the thing: living in America, I feel like most most Muslims who live here have struggles on a, on the daily, right? Like, okay. even just going outside, like you all of us, you'll immediately be conflicted with things, right? That you're just always co- cognizant of. And I know that I personally have things that I need to improve Like what on. though? Like, like, like even, even for example, like waking up early to pray, like I hardly do that. Uh-huh. And I've, that's something that, and just being better at prayer in general, you know, like I remember, remember when we talked about like praying and what that does for you. Yeah. Like I recently, I've been starting to do that more and I've realized what I've been missing. Like, it's had a big effect on me, like, lately. Morning prayer, you mean? Just all of them. All of them timely. Oh, right? okay. at, the, at the right time. And I feel like that's caused, that's had a big change the last few weeks, and I felt it, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, I really need to be more cognizant of this and be do things better in that way. Um, so that's, those are just some of the things that I've thought of in the, in the last few weeks. But, you know, that's just... It, 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 but you, like you said, it's like a lot of things, right? And I'm trying to just be very laser focused on all the things. Like have a few things, just be laser focused on that. That's yeah. like my main goal main this goal. year. Mm. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to a good year. Oh, and also make money on Bitcoin. Make That's money. it. That's <laughs> the only other part. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> cryptocurrency, man. Just... See, like I don't know, talk about it. We <laughs> look, look. We've shied away from talking about it the yeah. last couple episodes. We've been in this for a few weeks now. And I think we just thought, talked about it because we talk about it outside of this podcast. So fucking On the much. daily. Mm-hmm. On the daily. Yeah. And also, it, it, as just, just to not sound like we don't know what we're talking about, I don't want to talk about cryptocurrency. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Yeah, um, that's, that's the thing. Most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. And, and I truly <laughs> don't. All I, I only have like... What the fuck? That's your phone, motherfucker. Whose phone is that? Oh, somebody left their phone here. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
Whose phone is that? Fucking break it. Ruin my episode. Mama. Who's this? So his mom is calling. Oh, that's Ahmed's phone. Of course he did. Uh, Give me this shit. I'm going to break it. She's going to keep calling. Until he answers. Just, just tell him he's Whoa. hanging out with me and we're good. She's relentless. <laughs> Airplane mode. I remember right. Ahmed's mom in particular is relentless when it comes to this stuff. She used to call and text us all the time. Yeah. The moment he went yeah. missing, she called me and Abe, texted me and Abe. Uh, we, we've talked about, about this before. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about this because I got this problem a lot. Where Vinesh. Everyone, yeah, yeah. like parents would call me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because you're the trustworthy one. Sure. That's why. <laughs> at, at some point, I was a trustworthy one, too, until I wasn't. Because <laughs> you guys were always at our house. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't oh trustworthy. Yeah. And it's like, he's with Hassan. He's, he's with Hassan, yeah. That's it. Oh, man. So, I don't know. Do you want to talk a bit about, like, the rebellious nature of, like, Muslim Americans? Because... That's yeah. the premise of the show, man. It, it, it is, yeah. but, like, I want to talk about, like, what brings us there. Because even I myself, I re- I've rebelled against my parents. Maybe not as much as some people, but, like, there's always this natural... I mean, it, it's... Rebellion. If, isn't that common in it's most common, generations? Yeah. Like, usually... Usually. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, what parent looks at their kid and 100%, like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> I don't think that Probably not. Good point. Yeah. But but, but I get what you're saying, especially yeah. in terms of just them coming from a whole different country, a whole different culture, and then trying to raise us, right. incorporating the morals and the, you know, whatever they want from that culture into mm-hmm. our lives, plus what they like us to get from this, from being in America. Right. And some things kind of clash. They're so, not compatible. It's, uh, it's incompatible. Mm. Oh, 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 my They said it. Oh my gosh. Was, I was going to say something fucking cool after that. Too. <laughs> okay. No, oh, it's because it, it's a culture clash, man. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just like our parents don't really understand this fully just because they're Lebanese or Iranian and we're American and they refuse to accept that. That's true. You know, I, I, I don't know if your parents are the same way, but my parents are like that. My parents don't say American. They don't, they've never used that. They like, say Amriki. No. <laughs> they've, they've never said you're becoming too American. That's never mm. going But my aunts and uncles will say it to me about me. Ah, I've never, I mean, I'm sure they've said it about all my other cousins, but specifically me, like I've heard it, especially this last year, mm. aunts and uncles that I've seen either by my visit to Lebanon last year or the ones who visited throughout the year till now. Uh, right. A few of them in a few of the comments have rubbed me the wrong way. So, like what? Like um, my aunt from my dad's side, she was visiting. She was they were over for uh, Thanksgiving. Mm. Now we were trying to fry a turkey. We're doing it outside because you can't do it indoors. It gets crazy messy. And um, was I there for Thanksgiving? With this 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 yeah, case? Oh okay. This one just passed. Yeah, I know you refused my invite because it was too soon for you. It was too late. <laughs> too late. I too soon. You were inviting me the day of. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody even showed up. But anyway, out of the guys. But anyways, right. I was trying to fry the turkey. And uh, she comes out of the house. I saw her, but I'm, I'm holding like a 20-pound turkey. I can't put it down and say hi. I have nowhere to put it. It's mm-hmm. raw. Like, it has to go in the fryer. Oh, I see what is going on. And yeah. everybody else goes says hi to her. Even my brother who's helping me. And then because I was like holding the turkey, I wasn't running towards her. She's like, oh, in Arabic. She's like, oh, Hassan doesn't say hi. He's American. Oh. I was just like, American, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even if that's true. Yeah, I just, I, 
piss me off. That's yeah. a very common thing, though. Whenever, yeah. like, you kind of deviate or, like, you start, you know, just you just do things that are maybe a little bit different. That's They'll be like, you're getting different. more Americanized. I have a goddamn like... turkey in my hand, woman. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, just give me ten seconds. Fuck. Now, my question is, is there anything wrong with that? Like being Americanized and do you, why do you take offense to it if you do? Is it just that it's, you know, what, 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 like, what like it, 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 it's almost like we take offense to it. No. Where it's like, what do you mean I'm Americanized? Yeah. yeah my, oh, that's my, just because they're just exiling us from. They're singling us out. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And for me, it's more about like, what is wrong with being American? That's, that's where I take issue. Like, sure. how is being American an insult? Yeah. yeah. Then like I'm born so, this way. Yeah, and it's and, it, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then it comes down to their perception of what they identify as what is American behavior, and what isn't, mm. or at least what they file under themselves, and yeah. that's where I kind of have the issue. Like um, being unfriendly apparently yeah. is is American mm. to them. I, that that's what I take away from it. Uh, mm. Yeah. I I think it stems from somewhere else because we're first first generation Americans in this country, right? Mm. So we were kind of the outcast already and like growing up in public schools or whatever we were sure. known as the lebanese dude or the iranian dude the iraqi dude but when we go back to our homes even in our homes we're known as the american guy mm-hmm. and we go back to our to the to like iran or lebanon yeah. we're known we're known as the american yeah. but when we come back here we're known as, known as the iranian so there's no there's no home for us and plus some of the iranians call me pakistani yeah, because you're half tacky. <laughs> when you're doing shit wrong, like it's Pakistan. Right? That's the thing. Cause, like, we like. I feel like a lot of us don't feel like we're at home anywhere, which is why we take offense to when they say, "Oh, he's American. He doesn't do that. Yeah. Or he does this." That's true. Like, um, especially like, uh, like my my uh, exposure to white people in my culture is fairly limited, to be honest. Especially mm-hmm. growing up where we grew up, through city of knowledge and all that. Uh, I really didn't make like I had a white friend growing up, but then when I moved to Lebanon, we lost contact. I never had a white friend till pretty much like some of the guys we played soccer with. But Dave, you know, our neighbor Dave, why Dave? <laughs> He's the closest white friend I've had since I was like 13, 12 wow. years old. Uh, the difference is like, at least with him specifically, is like staggering the way. Mm-hmm. I deal with him the way we talk, what we talk about, and, you know, his family relationships, his personal relationships in general, really. So even with his closest friends, like people he'd consider like what I consider you guys, mm-hmm. you know, like my best friends. The relationship is different. And I can tell just from like watching them and the interactions sure. I've had with them. Hmm. So I'm not, I can't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different. Yeah, yeah. And, How is it different? Like compare uh, uh, us to like them yeah well specifically white america like <laughs> white america no yes. no i mean just compare your your friends uh and his friends group dynamic to ours okay we're definitely different. a lot more personal we know more about each other mm-hmm. than yeah. most people know about their friends and, and we'll say things like more personal things because we trust one another way out more loud. yeah how yeah. loud and yeah. way more than mm-hmm. and, and in front of other people <laughs> like yeah like, uh-huh. certain right. jokes certain Terrible things that have happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> we joke can about we tell me. the story? Oh, we no, can't. I don't know. No. <laughs> we can't. I'm not okay. even mentioning names. Right. Like terrible things that happen to our friends. We joke about it, and then other people catch on. And like, why are they saying that? <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. and I, I feel like it's, uh, it's a good kind of coping mechanism. I feel like for all of us, mm. we're not as uh, ashamed about things, especially mistakes. 
Because honestly, we, you know, somebody like trips up, we all laugh at him. Well, Abdul falls on the floor, Ali falls on the floor, Ahmed eats shit, <laughs> one of us eats shit. Well, Ahmed, the pull-up bar, and he yeah. fell smack on his oh, ass yeah, and hit back, that. and then, like, he just wrecked himself. Yeah, he couldn't remember anything. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing at him. Yeah, like, we were <laughs> I feel like that's, that, that, but I feel like that's with all groups, though. Well, they, see, now, not to this degree. That's the that's thing. What I'm that's saying. the thing. When I when I moved here in high, for like t- in tenth grade of high school, I was like, you know, I was like fifteen at the time, right? Mm. I had years of other friends, my American quote unquote yeah. American friends, right? Even though one of them was Persian, but I still never had the same relationship with him because he was like very not Persian, <laughs> you know. Uh. Even though he was one hundred percent Persian, he, he was not. He did not act Persian. He didn't like Persian food. He was like American in oh, my okay. eyes, right? And like all of our friends were as well. And the like 11, 10, 11 years I spent with them, the closeness that I had with them was immediately passed when I moved here. And like the short time I hung out with our group of friends down here, hmm. it was like I was closer with you guys than I'd ever been with them. You know, and I'd only known you guys for like three years, which was insane. Like. Mm. It's very crazy to think that, but it is true. And the question is, is that because of the relationship, right? Is it because of, like, the cultural, like, closeness that we all have? Is it... Is it I think, I, I think it's because religious, we're... Religious, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also because we're all, like, outcasted together. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. <laughs> we have, it. like, the same problems, maybe different varying degrees, but... We're all second... First generation. Yeah. Or second... What is it? Are we first generation? We're first generation. We're first generation, yeah. 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 So I think that definitely. Are you helped. sure you were born here? I'm just saying. Yeah, 100. percent I was <laughs> born in uh, Lakewood. Lakewood. <laughs> yeah, I think right. it was Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah. Yeah, we all were except Sam, but Sam got citizenship. Sam's my youngest brother. Oh no way! He has he citizenship no because way. by the time we moved, my parents mm. already gotten theirs, mm. so he was uh. a citizen automatically just by being their kid. Right. But I think we all have dual citizenships because. Mm. Yeah, you need a, you need to be a citizen to have a passport, right? Of Lebanon, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, no, I can't say for sure, but I'm almost sure you do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have pass- Lebanese and American passport. Oh, okay. Yeah, this way when traveling through the Arab nations, I use the Lebanese one. <laughs> traveling anywhere else is American. <laughs> Undercover. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they don't know. Like, let's say if I visit Israel, decide to go, and I'll use the American passport to get in for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, I, but if I go to Lebanon, I'm not showing my American passport. I'd show the Lebanese one. Yeah, that's a smart right. thing to do. Right, mm-hmm. I only got one. You don't have the Iranian passport? I, I think we've talked about this, man. My dad Ooh. is an Iranian. That's right. <laughs> Goddamn. Shit. You wait, yeah. your dad has to be Iranian? Both my parents, yeah. But no, both my parents have to be Iranian. Both oh, or just your dad? Actually, it might be just your dad. I think it's just your dad, man. Yeah. That's a crappy rule, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be honest, though, like, I, I can't be held to do military service when I go there, so. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's a fucking mission to get out of the country, dude. Oh, they look them after you? Yeah, it's a mission, dude. Oh, shit. You have to, you have to get the paperwork done, you know. Yeah. If you have to pay somebody, you got to pay them. But, like, if, if you don't do that stuff... It's a mission. Imagine you know. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Salam. It's super ripped though. No, I don't think they get ripped. Well, they, shredded at least. I mean, all that exercise. They right? don't really. Bro, they do grunt work. Like they'll work at the post office. Oh, it's not like the U.S. where like fucking you go. It's not boot camp. It's, it's, it's not like exactly like boot camp. You mm-hmm. actually learn a lot of like practical skills mm-hmm. more than it, like cooking, cleaning. You know, like a lot of kids who don't know how to do that stuff. That's where they they learn it. A lot of it, you know. Yeah. It's very weird. And just two years of your life, and that's if you're a good boy. 
you know, if you're bad, they're gonna add like two months onto it. So oh. it's like two months, two years, and two months. Oh shit! It sucks, man. I think Lebanon has it, but I think um, I think if you're a dual citizen or if you don't live in the country, you're fine. They won't come after you. Yeah. I think it's if you live in the country. And I don't even know if that's still around, to be honest. Yeah. The thing is, if I stay longer than what my visa says, I go to jail. I think, <laughs> like, oh. or they or either that they try to deport me or something because I can only get visas. Yeah. Shit, man. You said you need to renew your passport. I do. Yeah. Actually. You can do it sooner than later, That's man. That's true. Because you're going to want to get tickets to something. Yeah, anyways. Get your passport. No, it's, it's very true. I don't know. I have no idea what happened to my passport. It's not a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. But always going into Iran, they give me so much so much trouble. Mm, my bad. Like, like, how did you even get this visa? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's uh, not, when was the last time you went? Like two years ago. Oh, shit. Okay, not too... I mean, it's a long yeah. time, but not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude. I, I went like a good five, six year gap recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And only went back to Lebanon for a week. I hadn't gone since 2011. I went 2017. Right. So, doesn't it always change when you go there? Like everything's different? Or no. is that just Iran? Because no. Iran feels like it, it changes every couple years, I go. Things are added to it. Nothing changes. That makes any sense. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I guess that is changed technically, but yeah. it's like, what is it? You can, you know, put diamonds on a turd, but it's still a turd or something like that. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. So like specifically Balbek, which is where I spent a good, I'd say a majority of my time when I'm out there. Balbek is just this, just this farmland mixed with desert. Just like super crappy. It's like you're tra- you traveled back in time 50, 60 years, wow. except they have internet and running water and stuff. Wi Fi. Yeah. I don't know. Bondwick is so boring. And everyone knows, yeah. like, if you know someone's last name, you just know where they're from. Like, oh, that instantly. Sort of, that, that, yeah. that sort of deal. That's stuff so cool to me. I What's it why. like living there, though? Like, you've been there for two years, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, was 15, it Bondwick or Beirut? Uh, we lived in this area called Dahat Aramon, which uh, I think that's how it was pronounced. It's on the Beirut side of the mountains. Beirut was like just a drive away. Like, you know, it's kind of like living in LA County almost. Oh, okay. We were in Beirut County, I guess. <laughs> Quote unquote. Beirut County. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but we spent every, damn near, every, I want to say 85%, every 85% of our weekends and vacation time in Bandwick. Mm-hmm. So pretty much Beirut for me was just work because I was in school Monday through Friday. My parents never let me see my friends Monday through Friday which sucked because I had just mm. spent 13 years with a neighbor that I saw every freaking day right. so that was a big change for me and then um, the weekends I didn't have much I didn't have much time to spend with my friends because I was going to Bonbuck all the time and Bonbuck just like my cousins were fun mm. and they you know they always tried their best you know keep us entertained like yeah. but I, there's only so much they can do and there's right. only so much to do <laughs> in Bonbuck right. No, I, I have the same feeling here yeah. that you don't do fun stuff unless you have family that comes over and they want to go visit things yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, dude, I just sit at home, I don't know, play video <laughs> games, watch TV, go to the gym, like, yeah. go to school, work, whatever. That's yeah. the day. <laughs> you don't go to like Disneyland and then the beach and then, you know, all the time. Right? Yeah. How did your friends treat you over there? In retrospect now, like at the time I thought, man, I had a good group of friends, mm. like from you know, A to Z. But now in retrospect, it was, uh, I had a couple good friends, some okay friends, and then just people whose motives were questionable now. Oh. About it. There was a lot, it was weird. Like, some, one dude would, like, be 
just bullying the fuck out of you, like not necessarily taking your money or anything like that, <laughs> but noogies, kind of just getting you in a headlock, twisting your arm, just mm. kind of like really showing everybody, look, I'm just stronger than this kid. And it's weird. There was the, the, the difference between my kids my age was either you were just shrimp, you're getting your ass whooped, or you were just like five plus years through puberty, at least you look like it. <laughs> like they had muscles, some of them were shaving already. What the fuck? Yes. This is high school? This is the eighth grade. What the and fuck? And ninth grade. Eighth and ninth grade. Those oh. were the two years I spent. Yeah, my beard had not come out by eighth grade. No, some people were shaving, like some of them looked like they could have had jobs. <laughs> jobs. So, and I was always small. I, I really didn't like start, like the summer I moved back, I really like grew a lot. And by the time I got to Sydney College, I was like about at the height of everybody. So I was good. <laughs> but I was really shrimpy and, it's, mm. and I was always skinny. I mean, so mm-hmm. that definitely uh, was my, uh, you know, made an easy target. But my immediate, immediate friends, they were, the, they were, they were pretty good for the most mm. part. But oh, those two kids made fun of each other way too much, especially me. Because mm. <laughs> I was so small. Like, but I, I'd like, I'd speak, you know, I'd speak game back. Right, but it was just like I was always outnumbered, and they were always laughing at me like hyenas. <laughs> so that's where you got your training, huh? You yeah, just always right. got something to say back. You know, like... it actually goes even further back. So like when my uncle was around, my uncle Marwan, he lived with us, and mm. like he he was around more than my dad growing mm. up before we moved to Lebanon, just because my dad was working his ass off, and you know, mm. so Khal Marwan just kind of worked a similar sh- time shift all the time, so he was always home at the same time. Uh, but he used to bully us all the fucking time. Like, we'd come <laughs> home, and, like, we'd bother him. And then, like, after a long day of work, he'd get his socks. Mm. Like, after wearing them all day, working all day in a gas station, he'd get his socks, put lay, one, lay them over our heads so that they were dangling in front of our nose. Oh. Between me and my brother, by the way, Abraham. <laughs> and then just watch us, and we weren't allowed to remove it. And well, just watch us just sit there squirming, trying not to smell it. That's disgusting. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, dude, that, that's that's like the kind of shit that I was. Prepared. That's demented as fuck. <laughs> so I was gonna ask about the cultural nuances and you know the way people act towards one another in, mm-hmm. in Lebanon and how that works compared to here. Because like, was that something that going back, going to Lebanon, you were like, why do people act this way, right? Or was it just some kind of like everyone just acts the same, like as here or there? Uh people there definitely. See, again, it depends on where you're at. In Dahut Anamon, people kept to themselves a little more. Because that's like the country. That's yeah, like the country no, yeah in Baalbek, that's where yeah. things, everybody knew each other, like that. Yeah. But Dahut Anamon, like where we lived, like when I'd go to school and stuff near Beirut, people kind of kept to themselves. I mean, they were friendly. They'd even, they'd, mm. like, we knew the people above us. They'd, mm. Sometimes they'd watch us. It didn't happen too often, but it happened a couple times. They'd come, you know, they'd make sure we were okay. Sometimes my parents had to go somewhere. Right. Um, so there was that kind of trust, but we weren't very sociable. Hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely a big difference. Whereas, dude, literally, if we're driving through my family village or parts of Albaq, my grandpa or uncle are driving, half the time they're spending just waving at people <laughs> yeah. and people giving that fake invite where, yeah, come in, I just put food on the table, I just put some tea on the kettle, like in the kettle. Like, that, literally, yeah, that's almost everybody. Yeah, yeah, they're shouting it and nobody really means it. But if, mm. you, know, if you accept, they'll oblige for sure. But yeah. you know, that's the kind of difference, you yeah. know, there. Definitely more welcoming because they just know each other for so damn long because it's just a small town. Hmm. So, in, in, I guess that's similar to here where big city people aren't as sociable to each other as close as people in a small town. So, there's yeah. that similarity, but I feel like maybe it's more hospitable over there. They're definitely more uh, welcoming. Yeah. Like, I definitely wouldn't feel unsafe going to a stranger's house and asking for help for something. 
Like if I've ever gotten lost or something like that, or I needed yeah. genuine help and I had no one else to ask. It's crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you even know your neighbors here? Here, here? Yeah. Stan. <laughs> I know Stan. Stan the man. Stan's Stan. awesome. Stan Oberst, I think Oberst. is his last name. I remember I saved his number, then I forgot I ever met the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Seattle one weekend. I'm getting a call. It says Stan Oberst. I was like, who the fuck? Who the Stan? fuck yeah. is Stan? <laughs> like, no bell was ringing whatsoever. I was like, I'm ignoring this. It can't be important. He left a voicemail. I was like, okay, I listen to the voicemail. I was like, oh, Hassan, your dog, he's barking. Oh. I was like, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucker. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has a dis- I don't know if you talked to him. You spoke to him? No, I'm like just him. joking, dude. Oh, you fucker. Yeah, he's, 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 I met him, actually. It was you. Okay, yeah. you met him. Yeah. He has like, I live here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he has a distinct, I don't know if it's an accent, it's the inflection yeah. in the way he talks. He's an older, older guy, yeah. older gentleman. And he has like an old timey, I guess, accent to him yeah. a little bit. Old timey. Like, he says, oh, geez, like that. <laughs> or geez. Oh, geez. Kind of like that. Uh, he has that kind of accent. I don't know what that is, but. How old is this guy? Dude, he's ancient. Like he's like 80, 90? probably seventies, maybe. No, sixties. Dude, dude, he needed help walking. Like he, oh, wow. he grabbed onto me. He was like, "I need to use you to get back into the house." What? No problem. Oh, never mind. I see. I talked to him from far away. He yeah. was just like, "Do you live here?" I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that yeah, was yeah. A, so he's like a hundred. I, I I don't know. I I put him eighty five plus. Wow, eighty five yeah. plus. So. Yeah, he has a Saudi godson. <laughs> Saudi godson? Oh, good yeah. luck with that. What? Uh, that's what he told me. I didn't get too much background information on that. He just <laughs> just told me that his godson was Saudi. I saw a picture of him and he, yeah, he was Saudi. <laughs> <laughs> he had that, like, red thing, red and white checkered thing. Oh, he's Saudi for sure. With the dish oh. and all that. Oh, man. <laughs> they that's just funny. The picture. <laughs> neighbors, man. I hate fucking neighbors. And I know the other side, too. They're, uh, I know the wife. Her name is Olga. The husband, I don't know, he doesn't seem very friendly, or maybe he's just hmm. introvert or just shy, or just I don't know. But he hasn't, you know, a couple times our paths have crossed where I straight up walk past him or I'm by his driveway <laughs> and he's on it. And, you know, he's never been very well. He never said hi or anything. You know, I'm, I don't know. Hmm. I'm too much of a puss to do myself, I guess. I mean, he's, he's probably like me, who doesn't like to get involved with neighbors. That, that's Because the thing is, like, they start inviting you over, and you're just like, <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't know you. Yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't like, know I mean, I do know you, but I don't want to get that, that cool with you, mm-hmm. because then you're going to start asking me to do shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to oblige, and then you're like... <laughs> and, then, and, and then we're going to have to live together on the same fucking block. Bro, these guys... These uh, Armenian dudes, they just moved right, right next to you, right? Like, like maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty cool, you know? I have nothing against them. So, like, they first came and they're a bunch of party animals, you know? Oh. So, like, hey, man, come over, you know? Oh, you're Persian, we're Armenian, you know, that's cool. It's almost the same thing. You're almost the same thing. <laughs> come over, you know? I'm like, all right, um, maybe one of these days. So, the next day, <laughs> this motherfucker knocks on my door, right? And my mom answers. This is this back when my, when my mom was visiting. My mom was here. She answers the door. This, this guy's name is fucking Jack, right? So okay. I don't know why that's funny. Because <laughs> he's a fucking jackass. <laughs> <laughs> he knocks on the door. You're like, hey, uh, we're just here to invite Muhammad to our to our party. He's all fucked up. I can hear it in his in his voice. Uh. He's fucked up. I'm just like, dude. Do you not see my mom's wearing a scarf? Like, oh, do, you not, no. do you not know, like, the culture? See, that's cultural bl- ignorance right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, he's Armenian. Like, he should at least know some details. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, dude, I'm not going to come. I got to study. 
Yeah. You know, and I really did. And your mom's just like mad dog you all the time, like no, like, I'm really talking about. No, like she, she was just like, oh, they they wanted to invite you somewhere. Uh, you know, okay, she, so she couldn't tell. She couldn't tell. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a straight to hell. Straight to hell. But yeah, and then they would just keep hitting me up, you know, and it's like, no, no. Well, and that's, now that's and, friendly. That seems nice to me. I'd love to be invited to a party. <laughs> I know, but I just. The th- it's, it's not because of the party it's because of the ongoing relationship the consequences, the of, consequences of what's gonna happen he's gonna say hey can you watch my dogs no no <laughs> <laughs> can you can you water the plants when we're on vacation no <laughs> You know, so you just want you wanted to party without the, the responsibility, exactly. Right? Which is like, you, you, you can't, can't party with no strings attached, yeah. yeah there's always gonna be strings attached, that's always, funny as hell, dude. always. That's too funny to go to a um, party, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had to study this time, but yeah. the other party, <laughs> yeah, it's very different than Badbeck or any of these places where you have such close knit yeah. communities. You're just like, I don't want to talk to you. Shit. The only neighbors that I liked were. It was, uh, I think, three families of, they, they came from Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Chicago. 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 So, even though they are only here for like three months, they were the best friends I ever had. All they did was mind their own business. <laughs> we were like, we like talk, like, uh, uh, maybe like 9 p.m. We all come home. We all just talk for a little bit, for like two minutes max. Yeah. Have a cigarette back then, and then go back in the house. Best relationship ever. No, no invites. No, 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 <laughs> Ron no. Swanson status. Dude. No, that's exactly. Yeah. It sounds like Ron Swanson yeah. from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. And then they moved away, and now you're so sad. Like, yeah. oh, I miss those those days of not yeah. seeing each other. And now there's a new family. There's a new family that's there. They just moved. They're they're pretty like secluded. You know, there's like whatever. But they one 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 time they saw a, the the ping pong table in my backyard, you know. I don't know how the fuck they saw it, but they saw it. <laughs> yeah. So once we were we were both getting the mail at the same time, the, the lady's like, "Oh, you play ping pong?" I'm like, "Oh, uh, not really." She's like, "You should come over and play ping pong with us." Mm. I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to watch your dog. Okay? I don't want to watch your dog. If you ask me in ten years, I'm not gonna do it. That's pretty much it. That's too funny, dude. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I get it. There's yeah. some people I, I guess I do that too, too. But I don't know if I could have... The party part is where I draw the line. Like, go to this party, I'm probably going to have to watch his dog. Okay, I'll go to the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I know... Because I've dealt with it before. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've lived with neighbors I used to hang out with for 10 years. Uh-huh. And they would always ask me to do shit. Hey, can you come over and help us build this? Do this, do that. And then I was like, never again, man. <laughs> Never again. So I, I just I, I was pulling this up on what Islam says about neighbors. <laughs> it was like oh. rights of neighbors in Islam, and I'm like, oh no, what is it? And I just started scrolling down. And I was like, nope, no. What is it? Am I going to hell? <laughs> watch, watch thy neighbor's dog. It was- <laughs> Islam has like HOA rules. Um, yeah, they just listed. I mean, it's it's part hadith, part Quran. I mean, Quran doesn't say anything specific. A lot of it's hadith, but it's just like you know, ensuring the safety of your neighbors, sharing meals with them. You ain't doing that. Fuck. Uh, giving them presents. You're definitely not doing that. Presents. <laughs> for no, you gotta pay. You gotta pay for it. <laughs> pay for it. Give me a gift card from heaven. You know, fucking do it. <laughs> Being good oh, to them shit. in all respects. I do wow. that. Sure. I say. I smile. I say hi. How you doing? Pleasantries. I pet their fucking bitch ass dogs. Whoa. 
literally the bitch ass dogs, man. I pet them. I'm like, well, it's such a nice dog. What's his name? Is that you doing them a favor right there? Yeah, that's me doing them a favor. A nice dog. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I was just letting you know that there is if you want to look one up. If you want to look up uh, what the rights of your name Tell me are. some more rules so I can make fun of it. No, no. <laughs> All right, next topic. Next <laughs> mm, topic. No, I mean, you know, whatever, kindness to neighbors and all that stuff. Don't covet thy neighbor's wife, remember that? I've, I've that, that was in the Bible. Maybe you've done that, I don't know. Whoa. Not me. <laughs> Who are you looking at? I'm looking at him. No. <laughs> no. I've been You're... involved with a girl in an open relationship. At least she claimed she was in an open relationship. I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to wait for a permission slip signed by the boyfriend. <laughs> but so I just went with oh, no. Open rela- How does that even work? You just... You're able to trust each other not to fall in love with the other person, I guess. I feel like for a lot of people, it's a commitment thing, too. Because you don't have to commit as hard when it's an open relationship. I guess so. Yeah, maybe they're afraid to commit that hard, but they love somebody enough where they're not willing to let them go. Yeah. That's when you need a psychiatrist. There's another... Ah, dude, we're the only animal... Well, no, maybe not the only, but... (laughs) For the most part, we're a very few... We're one of very few animals that pick a partner and try to stick with them for life. Animals, all they do is fuck, 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 fuck. Except, except for the voles. There's some, there's some voles. They're like little, like, they kind of look like... Moles, I don't right? know. Mole rats? Uh, I think they're called voles, like with a V. No, I know. And they I'm... have actual monogamous relationships. Can you show me a picture of these things? Yeah. I mean, do they look like mole rats or am I... Yeah, kind of. Okay. They're like a rodent. Monogamous yeah. voles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monog- that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's, that's what they're called. Yeah, they look like little, like... Like little wombats or something like that, you know, like hairy rats mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they're one of the few animals that have um, uh, relationships, like monogamous relationships, and they they were found to have a lot of oxytocin. Wow. Like that, like that was that's one of the things that they think is like part of the reasons why they're so monogamous. That's interesting. Yeah, so the oxytocin. Explain oxytocin. I can. I I think it's I get. It's a hormone. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a hormone, and uh, it. You know, they say that, like, trust, you know, like, for example, touching someone releases oxytocin, you know, like, mm. you know, you start getting, like, close to people, like, Stop that, that hormone. <laughs> yeah, it, oxytocin is a very interesting, um, uh, a very, very interesting um, chemical or hormone. And I think going back to us talking about our friends and how close we are, I think that's part of it. Like, that closeness and, like, that, like, when, you, when I think back to my American friends, quote-unquote American friends, mm-hmm. Like, you hardly ever, like, you know, like, some people don't like touching it, you know? Like, there's definitely a level there. I hate like, touching. This guy right? keeps fucking touching me. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, much why. But, <laughs> no, no, but it's a thing. Uh, it was actually in a psychology class, middle psychology, mm-hmm. where they did this experiment, and they saw how many times people uh, interacted in a conversation by touching each other mm-hmm. in different countries. And it was, like, in America, it's, like, twice on average. And in, like, Brazil, it's, like, 22 times or something like that. And you're like, what? You know, just, like, you know, holding each other, hugging, you know, stuff like that. It's, like, when you do more of that stuff, like, a lot of people think that that, like, that buildup of oxytocin mm. creates, like, those tighter relationships and all that stuff. It's like and that you're on, too. Yeah, and, and that's what I think with a lot of Middle Eastern people. That's how it goes, you know? There's a lot more, like, physical contact. Mm. Um, at least, like, you know, within genders. I'm not going to say between genders. Yeah. <laughs> at least I won't say that in Iran, but, you know. Yeah, like, but that builds oxytocin. And, you know, it's a very interesting hormone to study, actually. Um, interesting. I can definitely say we're close and very touchy as a group. I can probably sculpt each, each of your penises just by memory. Oh, my God. Based off, based off like, what I felt. I, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting edited out. <laughs> no, it's, it's whatever. Just... Like, 
It's a friendly jiggle, people. It's a friendly little, little tap, you know? Yeah, our group is fucking weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. What were we talking about? <laughs> Mama, no. <laughs> Mama, no. No, I remember, like, mm. my dad came. I remember he caught, like, who did he catch? He caught a couple. I think it might have had something to do with Abe and Ollie for some reason. Like, dry up each other or something like that. Or Abe was dropping Ollie all the way around. Oh, my God. I think it had something to do with Abe. And he's like, in Arabic, he's like... He said, "Shul mabsutin." Mabsutin. Like, are you good? Are you guys good or something? Like, you guys know, mabsut like means like uh, excited. Are you guys enjoying yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 mabsutin. <laughs> and uh, my uncle Marwan, the one I mentioned earlier with the socks. Yeah. Remember once we went on a hunting trip with my dad. My uncle joined us, and he found this video camera. I don't know if I brought it, he brought it, but somehow this video camera was there. <laughs> we had. I don't know how many minutes or hours of footage of us just screwing around in my house. This is during high school. Mm. I was in high school. Abe was in high school. Yusuf and all these things. Yusuf Hassan and all these things. All this all the time. It's just a video of us just constantly trying helping the shit out of each other. Like, mm. like, and back then we used to go super hardcore. <laughs> like right now, what happens every once in a while? But back then we used to like fucking get in there, dude. Man, I remember those days. Yeah, I remember those days. Like. When was it? This is like 2010. Before... Yeah, for me, for me, this was earlier. Like, my high school days. I'm talking mm. 06, 05. <laughs> this is when I started getting grumpy. I'm just like, I hate fucking... I hate these guys touching me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the hermit was born. This is when the hermit was born. That's why I stay home. <laughs> I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be touched. Man. Yeah, and so he saw that video of us just drying up in the shit out of each other. And uh, it was nice. So the, he definitely knows how close we are. Fuck, man. Mopsutin. 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 <laughs> That's the word for the day. <laughs> Mopsutin. It's all that. Oh, man. I blame all the dry humping on the sexual frustrations of high school. And not being able to uh, express myself the way I would be able to in like a public school. Where you can oh, have girlfriends and stuff. Hmm. So I feel like I just have to fuck something. I, I will admit, <laughs> I will admit being at a religious high school like that they did have a lot of control of like your life outside of school it was like they weird, had a lot man. to say outside it was of weird school. it's very interesting because i feel like that's the, one of the reasons why a lot of parents put their kids in that school because mm-hmm. they didn't want their kids to experience a lot of things that happen in high schools especially with like i don't know i feel like people are very active very early in america right it's uh, in Europe, I've heard of people getting active pretty young too. It's not, yeah. I think it's no, Western right. culture. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, in any case, mm-hmm. I feel like some people are like, especially like we said, like that generation is just like petrified of that thought because that didn't happen like back mm. then. Like you got married, like people got married at like 14, 15, 16, you know, like they only had 10 years to live. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 30 years old was like 60. Well, actually, the elder in the village. Yeah, the elder. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing that my grandma actually got married when she was 14. But wow. it's like, it's very interesting because like my grandparents have like one of the longest and happiest marriages I've ever seen. Like mm. I'm just like, dang, they're, they're like solid. How'd they do it? <laughs> right. Yeah. But like they got nice. married super, super young. Yeah. Like to just to think about it, my, my mom and my grandma are like 15 years apart, which is like a weird thing to think about. Whoa. Right? Because like I'm sure there are people who have siblings that are like that far apart. 15 Me and Sam. years apart? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. That's right. Sam's exactly 15 years younger than me. Right. Wow. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, dang. They're that's very, crazy. my mom and my grandma are very close too. That's as, cool. As a, as a result. But like, that's it's just funny. I, yeah. So I, I 
it's just weird, I guess. Like, especially being from that school and having people with that mindset and the control that they want over, you know, the kids mm-hmm. there. I feel like it just, it it bounced the other way, though. Because, a, like, a lot of people from, from the school became, like, super bad, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever the fuck that means. Like, it had the it, opposite it, effect. As in, like, having that much control, being that almost forceful causes backlash Mm -hmm. you know and i I totally see where that comes from uh i feel like that's what's happening to the islamic countries like iran you will see the the underbelly of the iranians is Mm. not pretty man they do some shit it's called the underbelly underbelly. (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about people who are just like not with the government and like secular or oh just like i don't know even how to explain it just like what what the the lengths people have to go to because of the restrictions that are placed on them pretty much i mean they just become like extremists but in the other way like just like Mm -hmm. fuck everything about islam and like fuck everything about this and that i mean those people are already there because it's not like 100 percent of the people were all muslim in in iran Mm -hmm. when the revolution no just just majority were (laughs) it's just out of hate Uh, you know i'm not sure how to yeah like explain it you just have to see it for yourself. Hmm. You know what I mean? I see. Hmm. But that's that's interesting because I see slowly as time goes on the, the decrease of religiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, over time, right? Just not, not only like, and it's everywhere. It's not like I'm picking one particular place. I'm not talking about SoCal. I'm talking about like everywhere I've been. That's almost like a constant like thing. Right. And I feel like, is that because of that? Is it because of like this repressed feeling and everything around it is very much not catered to that. Right. Hmm. Everything else you go outside, it's like, like half the things they tell you, like, don't party, don't, you know, hang out with the opposite gender, don't drink, don't do that. And, but yeah, everything else around you is doing exactly that. And you're like, all the cool stuff. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. But these are all vices. Right. And in turn, right. And, and yet that stuff happens so openly, like people talking about like, yeah, you know, I have like drinks with my parents, you know, and mm. we think about that in our, with our family, we're like, oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh-huh. like that's, that's nuts. People are like, yeah, I'm the first time I ever cracked a beer with my dad and that doesn't happen with us at all. Right. Mm, I may or may not have had a couple of drinks with my yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like just that thought though is very much more foreign to us, more alien than like that can never happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like there's no way. Um, but, but I feel like that causes a lot of like these internal conflicts within people. And that's, that's something I really wanted to like focus on a lot. Cause I feel like, uh, especially with being religious and being in this American society that like people are almost like, you know what, I'm just not religious and I don't, I don't have to call myself Muslim because this is the kind of life I live. Right. Mm. But I feel like things are much more complicated here. A lot more nuanced. Right. And I feel like people shouldn't be ashamed. Like, I feel like a lot of times people, because they do a certain thing, that they, like, move away. That they're just like, that's just, the religion isn't for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not compatible with it. So I'm just going to relieve all claim or all identity I have with it. But you have because... the freedom to do so. Wait a minute. Like, over here, yeah. like, what you just said, you have yeah. the freedom to do that here. Open. Agree. Agree. Huh? How you have the freedom to do it openly. Openly. Open. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. But I'm, I'm just wondering, like, it's almost like I'm wondering where the evolution happens here in America, right? Like, what do we, what do we become, right? Do we become liberal Muslims all of a sudden, where it's like things are okay, 
Mm. You, you know, like where you live in this like weird gray area now, and that's okay because that's just the world we live in. That's now, where a lot but, of people are. Right. And I'm just wondering, like, I, I just feel like as Muslims, like, because we're so complex in the things that we do, that like, it's part of the reason why it's so hard to understand us, right? Like, who could who could level like with what what we're going through? You know. Mm. I guess. Uh, have we? Do we know any second generation or first generation? <laughs> Like Christians from like Africa or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't count though because this is a Christian country. Dude, a lot of Christian, like very Christian African areas. Hmm. Because a lot of the churches used to send, you know, whoever priests or whatever to spread the word the and missions. give them food and stuff like that. No, but this is a Christian country. It's not the same analogy. I'm just saying that like is what's what's the best place, you know, for us. Do we live in the, do we live on that line where like we sometimes fall over one side or the other? Because that's I mean, where I find myself a lot of the time. What does the rule book say? Well, does it say can you live in the gray area, or you may not? It's it's almost like how feasible is it? Almost I feel like, but then again, like some people can do it and some people can't, you know. And it's also like how are you taught, right? Why are some kids more religious than others, right? Some kids weren't forced into the religion some kids were forced to practice it right and that mm -hmm. kind of affects how you go about it in the future i feel right so like i'm saying do we need a rule book for example how we want to raise our kids whether we want them to be religious or not right like mm. do, does america require a different game plan you know from us being first generation middle eastern or muslim whatever you want to call yourself i feel like it does because I feel like with every generation, it's just going to dissipate on like, sure. unless, unless you want the religion or the culture that your parents brought with them to dissipate along the generations, then just don't do anything. But if you want it to stay constant, then you need a rule book. Hmm. You got to do something, bro. Question is, are you, do you want to just go bounce to Iran so your kids don't have to deal with all this? <laughs> Me? Yes. My no. uncle did that. <laughs> Oh yeah, real quick, Yeah, I don't really. I don't think that's necessary. Really, knowing what you had to go through, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. And knowing what we've had to go through, it's not going to be the same way though, because I'm American. Okay, we're not our parents. Agreed. We're not our parents. Agreed. But like, okay. So then, how would you want the next generation to go on to be like you know just figure yourself out? And Man, just go about it. That's such a difficult question. I know, right? I, I've but, thought about it. And yeah. Ultimately, as long as my kids are happy, whether they want to be Muslim, whatever, mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. As long as it doesn't affect them in a negative way that I... Like, wh whatever negatives I'm going to come right. with that, then I'll weigh the pros and cons then. Right. But overall, as long as they're doing what they want to do. If they want to be Muslim, let them be Muslim. I'll help them out. Whatever they want to know, I'll... I know sources. I know people who know sources. I can help right. them. If they don't want to be Muslim, I can find out sources for whatever. If they, you know, ask me for my help, of course, right. or if you know I'm in the position to give them any. But that's really as long as they're doing what they want to do. Right. That's so, what's important. So you think that's one of the biggest problems with Muslims now is the idea of choice. I think it's a problem that a lot of people face. But yeah, anecdotally, yeah, sure, I could say Muslims have that issue. Uh, parents, you know, it's kind of like I guess you could say a. Uh, Similar to Asian upbringings, where mm. they're, although I, 
I've heard Asians are much worse. But anyways, <laughs> they're like in the sense like, you know, if you're not a doctor or, or if you don't have aspirations to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, you're a failure or something yeah. like that, you know, yeah. kind of that stereotypical right. mindset. I won't have, I wouldn't have that on my kid. Why, why set the bar so fucking high? I mean, especially you know, if it's not a goal then, that they have in mind. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to do that. It's, you know, it's just, it's wise. Don't set expectations. I don't like setting expectations because... Mm. It allows, I feel like it allow a person to just go with what comes naturally, mm. especially a kid, mm. since they're shaped by the, the environment they're surrounded by. Right. If you're not laying, and I'm talking about specifically, like, don't coerce them into something very, mm-hmm. you know, introduce them to something. If they dig it, they dig it. If they don't, they don't. Right. You know, mm. try not to force. That's, that's really my issue. Forcing kids to do stuff. Right. Introducing is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I feel like you do become your expectations, though. Your Even own, though, huh? Your own or your parents or what? People Maybe both. Like, Maybe yeah. their their expectations become yours, mm-hmm. and then happens, you yeah. just transform it to something else. But the the bar is still the same height. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, the bar is relative. The so bar yeah. is relative. Everything's relative with this fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've always just had the thought like, man, like, you know, I don't drink and, you know, do a lot of things. But like, what if my kid did? Right. What would you like, do? Right. Like, that's that's the question. Right. Well, like, what do you do? Do you like, is it like, you know, what? I'm just going to teach him as much as I can and just hope to God that whatever he just gets it, that he's as close to me. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree or whatever. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. You know, mm-hmm. like, what can I do? Like, especially knowing what I know, because I'm pretty sure my dad and mom or whatever, they probably didn't know what it's like. To grow up in this country, like our age, hmm. like a lot of those things that can happen, right? The environments you get put into, the situations you're going to have to deal with. And yet I think I, I know that stuff pretty yeah. well. And so knowing what my kid's going to go through, like what am I going to tell him, right? Hmm. You know, yeah. don't, don't go to those parties. You know what they do there? Yeah, they're like, how do you know that, dad? <laughs> <laughs> That's I've seen it in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see lots of movies. Can I watch them? No. no. <laughs> I like how we're gonna have accents too. <laughs> no. We actually we do have slight accents apparently. Why Dave says said. who? We Why? have accents. Ah, oh, the white guy said it. Damn. Not just the white guy. <laughs> the Dave's. Uh, uh-huh. Like it's not like. Um, yeah, because dude, technically English I, is my second language. I grew up uh-huh. when I was fir- the first language I learned was Arabic. Mm-hmm. When I got to schools, when I learned English. Right. So, for the most part. So, but also from talking to our parents, they say things a certain way so many times around you growing up, you pick it up and you kind of say it's similar to them. And we drown it out. Like, we don't have like crazy, like you can tell this fucker is not from this country. (laughs) But we have, I guess what you'd call like a... A, a fobbish American accent yeah. slightly. Like it's it's a little bit of a hybrid. I've actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. My sister, she actually met this guy. He used to be, he used to work, uh, used to work for the FBI. Mm-hmm. And he used to be like an expert on languages. Mm-hmm. And he literally pinpointed my sister's ethnicities by her accents. Yeah, dude. It was insane. Like yeah. she was like, he was like, yeah, you're probably like from like the, per- like somewhere from the Persian and also Pakistani influences in your language, like in the way that you just talk, your just the little subtle things that, that mm-hmm. you say that you don't even notice. And I was like, that's Whoa. a trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. Like, it's true. I, like language experts are like really good at that. Yeah, everything's a yeah. fucking science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe that, that FBI, the guy, like, knowing, be able, like being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's a trip. It also shapes our thinking. 
Yeah, I've heard people who are bilingual, um, who are bilingual by nature, like think differently and can like solve things. I mean, you know, you know all these studies that they do, like you know, <laughs> you can see you have different with thi- ways of thinking about things, solving things, and, yeah. and all that stuff. It's I'm glad I'm bilingual. That's one thing that I hope I can pass on down. Another um, related thing, like the that's something that can get diluted so fast, and I feel like it's a shame when there are people who are like Arab or Persian or whatever mm. who don't speak. Yeah. The language, I'm just like, how do you, like, I get how? offended. I'm like, especially because Persians, I almost see, like, it's almost like 99% of Persians I know speak Farsi. Yeah. Like, they have it's to a, know it's it. It's like a must. I yeah. feel like it's, it's a and I've noticed that too. Every Pers- yeah. Most Persians I meet know how to speak Farsi. Yeah. Like, in proportion much more than to like the Arabs like it's me. the pride it's the yeah I was gonna say it's, it's, <laughs> it's the pride the, bringing it all back it's, it's the all pride. the pride it's yeah. all the pride that's interesting dude yeah and like you know I I get what you guys say where you're like you, you said you feel like insulted almost like what the fuck how yeah. you know, but I, I saw how hard it was for Abe to like during those two years mm. he struggled a bit and you know it was towards the end of the yeah. second year where he really started picking things up so I get it when some people don't know certain things it's it's hard it's harder on some people than others or yeah. say maybe it wasn't pushed on them as hard but yeah. like me and my brothers and my sisters like you can see like the difference between how well I speak and read and write Arabic compared to Abe and then Naila and then Sam I mean yeah. he's you have there. a big family <laughs> yeah it's like um, I just picked it up easier I, I'm lucky like that I you know I, I picked it up much easier and quicker than Abe could mm. and um, well you're the first sometimes kid. that's a factor well also I'm talking about even in Lebanon you're the first kid I mean, the, the two years in Lebanon, I picked up Arabic way quicker than he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to, like, fifth grade Arabic, and I was in eighth grade. You know, I was only mm-hmm. three grades off for someone who hadn't grown up in an Arab, right. you know, country or anything like that. I feel when, like it's because you're the firstborn kid. Sorry, I have a lot of animosity towards firstborns because I was second. But, um, damn it. Mm. <laughs> it sounds bad. It sounds bad. No, sounds bad. bad. <gasps> yeah. Bang my knee. You're good? <laughs> God. No, like, like, Peter fun. Griffin, you know, like nobody <laughs> 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 really is. You'll be oh, fine, man. bro. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Let's mute his mic. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I think I think that has a lot to do with it being second or firstborn. I really think mm. it. I've I've gone into this because I've tried to psychologically analyze myself. And I was like, okay, well, I'm the second born. Um, you shouldn't do <laughs> this that. Is why, this is why this is why I'm like this and this and this. <laughs> well, you shouldn't do that, bro. Yeah. Nyla was yeah. okay. She was third born. She didn't mm. do it as fast, fast as me, but she did it better than Abe. Mm. I feel like there's also the time in between. How, you're three years apart? I'm two years oh, two older year. than Abe. Yeah, so I'm, I'm two years older than myself. I think the longer distance you have, mm. the more the less that, that effect matters. Because it's oh, all about gosh. the attention the parents give to the, to the child. And when like you're like seven years apart or whatever, like, it's whatever. Like, for example, you and your youngest brother are like in... Between him and Nyla are so far apart that it's like it doesn't even matter at that point. Yeah. Like it's like he's practically like a firstborn because he's given as much attention as if he was. Yeah, well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're right. I am right. I'm always right. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not right, I edit out. everything. I've only edited out like a couple like one thing. Oh, was was oh, it the Ed situation? I'm not even gonna mention it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing. Okay. Fucking Ed. <laughs> well, um, well, we we've gone over an hour. Um, I know this flies by when you're doing a podcast and talking so much. But thanks, Hassan, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having We'd me. We'd like to have you back someday. 
Sure. Maybe, in a couple, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> next next New Year's. Uh, see how we've done on our resolutions. Triple viewing numbers guaranteed. Or listening <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> it's gonna be huge numbers. Huge. <laughs> billions and billions <laughs> and billions <laughs> and billions <laughs> of views. <laughs> Yeah, in a few uh, years when we're Bitcoin billionaires and <laughs> and all that stuff too. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope you guys have a great New Year's. And until next time, see ya. Hi everyone, Amin here again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I just wanted to remind you to follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Incompatible Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter under Incompatible PDC to ask us some questions. Until next time.